you know something I'm surprised about? No one so far has picked a villain who's angry at Batman over the flooding. That's a rubbish. Wow, Emmanuel. I feel like my Batman's gonna die. Eh? <laughs> I feel like my Batman will die. <laughs> Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and welcome to the Iceberg Lounge, everyone's favorite nightclub. Guys, we have a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to be drafting what we think will make a good sequel to Matt Reeves' The Batman, the biggest movie in the world right now. And then you guys can vote on Twitter as to who you think has the best movie. So if you're listening to this, please go vote. Don't like, don't embarrass us in front of the wizards, please. And for a special episode, we have a special lineup. It's a series regular. It's a recurring guest star, and it's a special guest star, all on the same episode. So joining me on this draft episode, you are a rattle It's Ebuka Emmanuel and Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing today? I'm, I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Thank you. We're glad to have you on, Nikki. It's your first time on the podcast. We hope we don't embarrass ourselves too much. Um, Ebuka and Emmanuel, I've been hearing feedback regarding our shall we say horniness towards Zoe Kravitz on the last episode the last nah, Batman episode bro and that, that was a very normal episode compared to some of the I felt like we kept it in check we're very I felt like we kept it in check I felt like we were very respectful yeah we're very hashtag respectful so yeah I don't know those people that are saying those things I feel like they're wrong I just wanted to let you guys know what the feedback I've been hearing that's all wait till we start doing podcasts for the spin-off <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on your own. That's not let's not <laughs> So I'm not gonna to spend too much time on admin today because we have a big episode ahead of us. So for anyone new to the podcast, last week we had an episode where we gave our reactions to the Batman. We covered a lot of stuff like Bruce's possible virginity, him being a creep, which Imano was very quick to defend, so I, I don't know what's going on there. Um saying so Kyle's best wig and you know the important questions, we just covered the important questions. And then later that week, we also celebrated Get Out's five-year anniversary by talking about it with the help of Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. So I really hope you check that out. Ebuka and I really liked Get Out and Last Night in Soho as well. And we spoke about both movies. And yeah, we spent the last few weeks talking about movies and some of our favorite movie stars. We spoke about Will Smith. We spoke about Leo DiCaprio. We spoke about musicals, Dune, and so much more. So if you care about any of that, just check your feed on whatever platform you're listening to and please check out the episode and let us know what you think. And if you like what you hear, please follow us on whatever platform you listen to. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. I'm not going to spend too much time on admin today because we have a big episode. And like I said, we're going to draft. What we're going to do is we're going to draft what we think will make a good sequel to The Batman. And we're going to do that right after this break. Okay, let's draft. So, Ibuka and I have been trying to do a draft episode for so long. We have had an idea that we're, gonna, we're still going to do it, but like we found this, we're like, okay, this is a good idea to do the first draft, and this is our first draft. Um, it's going to be a snake draft, so meaning um, one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. Um, the rules essentially are that we're drafting what we think will make a good sequel to the Batman. So it's not the sequel to the Batman. So essentially, it doesn't have to like say follow threads that were laid in the Batman. If you've, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a sequel to the Batman, so it has to be set in that world. It has to make sense in that world. You can't 
make a film that feels more like Joel Schumacher's Batman than than Matt Reeves's Batman because then you would hopefully lose the game unless you rig it by getting your friends to vote. But that's a whole thing. I'm never going to get into that. Um, yeah, so Jeffrey Wright, Gordon, James Gordon, and the circuses Alfred are both returning, so no need to draft those characters. Uh, you can't recast a character that's already appeared in the Batman. I.e. you can't, if you've watched the movie, you can't say your pick is Heath Ledger's Joker because there is already a version of that character in this universe. Um, you can either say all your plot at once or just sprinkle it according to each character. It's all up to you, but you would need to defend why that character works in your movie or even works in this universe. And yeah, because hopefully we're just assuming that we have educated voters that, uh, that care what they're voting for. So they want to hear facts and feedback. I think that's it. Those rules make sense to everyone? Yep, yep. yep. Um, Ebuka is not talking because I feel like, I don't know if he's like so deep in research that he's still trying to figure out what he's going <laughs> to do with this, but like he's been very quiet and it's, it's kind of scaring me. So categories. The first one is allies. You, need to, you get to draft two allies for the Caped Crusader. This could be costumed allies or just normal allies. It doesn't matter. Just someone has an ally too. Bruce Wayne. Um, two antagonists. At least one of these has to be a villain, like an actual villain, not just like a grey person. So they can both be villains if you want. Wild card. This is someone or something that has never appeared in a Batman live action film before. So it could be a gadget, it could be a hero, it could be an anti-hero, it could be anyone just just never appeared in live action before. And then X Factor, you get to cast one of these characters that you've picked. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna do a random name generator to determine how the order goes. I'm going to record it because I don't like accusations of corruption that have already been levied against me before anything has started. <laughs> so, so quick, quick key. Like, yeah. is it like when it comes to your turn, you have to, we we'll have to do allies first before we do our tag? Oh, no, no, no. You can, whatever order you want. All right, cool. I'm like, but also for listeners, like, it's obviously a draft. So if somebody takes a character, someone else can take that character, except for the, so when it comes to casting the character. But in terms of order, you can go whatever order you want. You can pick whatever you want. And it's just, I guess, it's part of being smart. So let's see who goes first. Oh, that was so close. Emmanuel? Yes. Come on. After Emmanuel is Nikki. So, Ebuka, is you and I for who goes last. That's bullshit. This is not fun. I don't like this very much. Actually, I have to... I don't want third. Give me last. Oh, oh. Ah. This is so annoying. Okay. So I'm third. That means the order is Emmanuel, Nikki, myself, Ibuka, Ibuka, myself, Nikki, Emmanuel. So, yeah. Emmanuel, kick us off. Who's your first pick and what category is he in? Cool. So my first pick is under antagonist and I'm going with Rachel Go. Um... Thank goodness I'm first because like everything I've written doesn't work if I can't pick this. I mean, like, do you know, can I just say that like if I had like a bingo card, like that would have I would like, yes, that is who Imano is gonna pick first. <laughs> like yeah, he's gonna pick Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Uh, I guess I can remember that from my list now. So go ahead, yeah. You don't tell us the story, but like how does how does it fit into this? Cause hmm, this Matt Reeves' world. Does Rachel Go work? Yeah, so I guess quick summary, obviously, Rachel Go is in charge of uh long long um, standing organization known as the league of shadows or the league of assassins depending on what on what um medium you're following and i think he works 
as in this sequel because right at the end of the Batman, we've gone, we've had a you know brilliant detective story, but right at the end, Batman's talking about you know being a symbol for hope and focusing on another key aspect of the character because I think Batman has like a few pillars: detective skills, um, obviously fighting skills, intelligence, and then being a symbol for the city. So I think the next um, the sequel should should kind of follow him trying to be that symbol and i think whenever you're looking or investigating batman as a symbol i think Raish is the best villain because he's such a good foil in that aspect because what what better symbol can there be than someone who's effectively immortal who has quietly manipulated things behind the scenes for millennia to favor what he thinks is the greater good um so mm, so in this your story Rachel Ghoul is immortal. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing immortality into this. Into this, no, I'm just saying, like the audience can would decide. But are we bring immortality into this into this Matt Reeves' so, world? So the red lights are serial killer. I think like one of the key things with Matt Reeves is that he has taken the essence of these characters and distilled it in different ways. There's more than one way to be immortal. Rachel Ghoul is a title, right? So it can always be immortal in terms of how it's been passed down. Um. It's not necessarily have to be a Lazarus pit or anything like that, you know. So okay, well. So yeah, so I think we'll having that organization um, is is key, and I think yeah, Raish is the perfect villain. Okay, Nikki, what was your first pick? Well, he's kind of just like stolen my whole plot, so I was like sitting here thinking, <laughs> thinking of an alternative. So I, Ouch. so now that that's gone, I was like torn between will I just carry on no man's land or go into it a bit more? Um, or would I start going with like quarter vows or night of quarter vows? So I'm a bit stuck on that right now, but I think I'll do no man's land. And then, so I'd pick an ally. Um, first ally would be Cassandra Kane. Okay. Wasn't even in my long list. That's interesting. Are you guys seeing Emmanuel? <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel is, that was like Emmanuel is really going through list. it. I think I just took his pick, but yeah, I'm gonna take Cassandra Kane. Ebuka, we might be in a good spot. Sorry to interrupt you, Nikki, yeah. but Ebuka, maybe because I think Nikki and Manu are gonna cancel each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got a good spot. Let me do Cassandra Kane before she's Batgirl. Um, because in the No Man's storyline, that's kind of how she meets um Batman. She saves um Commissioner Gordon, and I think it'd be a good intro into her and whoever else I may pick. Sorry, Emma. Okay, this uh this is actually so scary because I kind of I had a run a default order of how I wanted to pick my characters. But Nikki just scared me so much right now that I have to change that order because I don't know what Evoca Imano are gonna do. I think we're all about to scatter each other's plot story. So for Wildcard, I'm going to go Court of Owls. Okay. Wildcard is something that's never been done in live action, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go cut off hours of wild card. Banky, you're not slick, you know, because I knew this is where you were going to when you said a sequel for the Batman, not necessarily the second film, just a sequel. You're a dickhead. Wait, why? How? Because you stole my third film. But When, when did you mention cut, cut of hours? No, I didn't mention it. I'm just saying, like, Court of Owls is, would be a good third. Oh, no, but for clarity, I do mean, like, the second film. Like, it should follow in continuity. I just mean, like, it doesn't have to be, oh, like, okay, okay. the film that follows like it's stupid second film it should be like 20 years after the first film okay 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 go ahead 
yeah, I I don't want to say too much about Court of Owls just yet because it might influence like some of my other picks. But like people who know Court of Owls, they're like a, basically a shadowy cabal of my version is going to be a lot more grounded, and we're not going to have people that have been alive for hundred years and been brought back to life. So it's going to be a shadowy cabal of very rich and influential people still dealing with human beings and still having their sights on Gotham. Who does the dirty work for the Court of Owls? Um. What do you mean? Talent. As in, do you mean in real life or do you mean in my in my stuff? As in real life. What, do you mean like what, what, are you, what are you going to do? Oh, no, go on. Yeah, I want to hear. What in your stuff? There doesn't there's not to be talent in my in my stuff. There doesn't have to be talent. Nah. They can be caught okay. about they have they can have a different they can have a different soldier. Yeah. Or maybe their soldier doesn't even come into place yet. We'll see where my story is going. We'll find out. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it was meant to be like my fourth pick, but Nikki scared me. My mention when she said no man's land or cut of hours. I was like, oh fuck, please, please go to no man's land. So um <laughs> now I'm annoyed I didn't pick it because I had two plans. I should have picked it. Yeah, I would have oh, I've been so I would have I don't know what I've done if because my <laughs> my entire story relies around cut of hours. I don't know what I've done if you pick cut of hours. Damn it. Um Ibuka, go ahead. What was your first pick? I am about You get to... two picks, by the way. I am about to steal. I get two picks, so this is perfect. With my first pick, I draft my First antagonist. Okay. Hugo Strange. Dr. Hugo Strange. Oh, okay. That was on my long list. Okay. okay. Hugo Strange. And then hmm. with my second pick, I draft... Oh, I'm torn between my second antagonist or my wild card. Wild card is the one where it's never been done. Right? Yeah, yeah. My my wild card is Man Bat. Interesting. What? <laughs> Wait, what? My wild card is Man Bat. Okay, Wait, so I, I don't want... as a joke at the beginning of this podcast. Wait, okay, <laughs> my wild card is Man Bats. <laughs> I mean, it's locked in. I'm... Okay. Okay, yeah, lock it in. I don't want to give too much details on how the film will go. Okay. So I'm just going to say Hugo Strange and Man Bats. Can you please explain who Man Bats... Not, 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 not for your film, but like who is Man Bats? Because honestly, I do not even know I know enough about who Man Bats is. See, the thing is, like, I don't think I know enough about who Man Bat is, but he works in my story and with my antagonist, so I'm picking Man Bat. <laughs> Man Bat is basically a bizarre... No, I don't want to say a bizarre version of Batman, but yeah, he's an actual, like, animal. Like, he's yeah. a vampiristic animal. Okay, so I guess I'm next now. Okay. I'm going to go with my... So... In our episode about the Batman, I had to cut this out for technical reasons, but I was talking about how I fell in love with the Batman and it was through Batman Beyond and Terry McGuinness. And Terry McGuinness is the main reason I like... <laughs> I'm not picking Terry McGuinness. <laughs> you already seems a little confused. A time travel story. Um, no, no. Terry McGuinness is the main reason I like this character. I like this character through most of his iterations. He's the reason I watched Titans for like two or three seasons. And my first ally is Dick Grayson. I'm going with Dick Grayson as my first ally. Okay, okay. But Banky, how does Dick Grayson come into this world? So, do you know something? I was thinking about Dick Grayson, obviously, while doing this. And I was like, I now get why they don't have a Robin in, like, live action. Apart from, obviously, the Joe Schumacher ones. Because, like, it's so difficult to do. It's so difficult for you to make sense why Bruce Wayne would bring somebody into this world. Is it difficult though? I mean, realistically, yes. Like, why would like why would you bring? So, okay, I would. I don't know. I I always think of the line from Young Justice, right, when he talks about recruiting Dick Grayson at the ripe ripe age of nine to fight crime, and Wonder Woman's having a go at him of like, why are you bringing a child? Psychopathic. 
in the real world. No. That doesn't make sense. Man, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense to have a child that from nine... No, but like... Yeah, no, no, no. In terms of like... I mean, this is a world where someone is dressed as a bat. <laughs> I think it works when you think of like that Young Justice reason, which was... Again, he did it so that Dick wouldn't become him. And I think we even see the seeds kind of planted in this movie when he's looking at the mayor's son and stuff like that. I... Because he knows he's a he's a shambles, right? So he recruits Dick to make sure he doesn't end up like I don't know. To me, like, I don't know. Nikki, what do you think? I've always thought that like, the thing about getting a Robin that young in the real world, just it just seems so... Maybe not nine, but like 15. Child soldier. Yes. Okay, I would say this, that this is my the biggest change I'm making to De Grayson is that he's going to be about 16, 17 in my story. That's so funny. he's going to be a 16-year-old, 17-year-old De Grayson when, okay. when Bruce catches him. So will Bruce adopt him? I would. Exp- I, I I feel like I can explain more, but I also don't want to explain more. I want to tell my story all at once in case I get everybody. So let me not like tip any okay, hand. So are we doing? Are we doing a synopsis at the end of every? Well, you can say whenever you want, but I think I would. I just feel like I think it makes sense at the end. Yeah, right? at the end, right? <laughs> okay, it just okay. We'll yeah. do it. Okay, then. so yeah, so my pick is De Grayson, who I think is he's my favorite Robin. Yeah, I love De Grayson. He's going to be Robin, not Nightwing, in this one at least. And yeah, Nikki, you're up next. Okay, so my Batman film is going to be a cult classic, but it's going to get really shit reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to get like 37%, but we're going to make a lot of money. Because um, I'm just rethinking the story. I'm going to do my wild card now okay. instead of another ally. And I'm going to pick Lady Shiva. Sorry, Shiva. I'm gonna pick Lady. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Shiva. Lady Shiva. I knew. <laughs> See, Manuel. I knew that was true. <laughs> That's why I picked her. Oh quickly. god, I love this. That's why I switched. All we need to do now is just like. <laughs> That's why I picked her quickly. I'm gonna pick Shiva, and I'm gonna replace her. I'm got. My story isn't necessarily going to be purely No Man's Land, but it's gonna be inspired by. So you have, you know. Oh yeah, don't don't feel like you have to like behold into any comic book storyline. I mean. Yeah. So. I'm going to bring Shiva into the story. She's going to have a background of Batman um, that I will reveal later. But if you've watched um, Batman, Soul of the Dragon, that film is like not necessarily based on any comics, but it's quite, it's quite decent. And it looks at Batman, you know, um, training in his younger days and Shiva's in it. And she's obviously got the connection to Cassandra with being her mum. And she's an assassin. So once I actually think of my plot properly again, I'll, I'll bring her into is she on her own? Is she in the league in your story? Or you don't um, have to say to the spoiler. I'm going to take her out of the league. Um, okay. Because obviously the league's been mentioned. But she knows she has her stories outside of the league. Can I just say that I'm very... When I was going through my list and my different options, I felt this heaviness of my soul. And I'm happy that at least you can solve it. I think your film is going to be the only film that will pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> at least with Cassandra Kane and Lady Shiva you can actually pass because with my list no one's no one's passing the big delta for me but unless you go strange and man but become become women I don't know you know what I was gonna um, I was gonna go with David Kane but I thought I don't know who that is that's because that's Shiva's um, that's Cassandra's dad, dad. and he's like brutal 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 when he teaches her how to fight and he taught um Bruce in his early days as well, how to fight, etc. And oh, I was so gonna that, go with that's you. Bruce's uncle, right? No, 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 no. Bruce's uncle is Jeremiah Arkham. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, wait, but like in the original thing, not the Arkham. Like when Bruce's mom is a, is a Kane, Martha Kane. 
No, no, it's different spelling. Oh, I'm thinking of K. Oh, you're thinking of oh, oh, sorry, Sandra Kane. Yeah. C A I N. Yeah, Sandra Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, you see, this is why I'm I'm fight. I'm running this race with one leg behind my back against you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to see Shiva in live action, like properly. She's been in like she's in I think the Birds of Prey show like 20 years ago, something like that. Yeah. But um, she's never done a film. She's never been in a film. Okay, Iman, I guess you're next. Yeah, you get two picks. You know, this is funny. Like, since the last time I spoke, two of my picks have gone. <laughs> but What were those picks? Yeah. Shiva and who? Shiva and um, Cassandra Kane. Oh, they both went to the same person. Yeah, but it's calm because it's, it's, all, it's all malleable stories. Um, I'm going to pick an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I doubt anybody has this, but Leslie Tompkins. Um, Jesus Christ. What? Nerd! <laughs> please you're the one shouting about back deal test <laughs> but but yeah i think um if you look at like the live action history of batman apart mm-hmm. from like catwoman you hardly get any strong female roles in there mm-hmm. but i think leslie Tompkins is a nice character to bring in yes part of my story i do want us to kind of humanize gotham a little bit in the sense of like someone who is just a not normal person in Gotham, like getting their perspective to some extent. And I think Lee would do that. Lee as is a doctor. Uh, I think in some iterations is a psychologist, which Bruce could use. <laughs> but yeah, in my iteration, I'd like her to be a bit older, probably more like Alfred age. Um, oh, okay. Again, she's a psychologist slash medic. Bruce needs that. So it's it's an easy win to also kind of up, up the the female female part I'm really of sure uh, the team. On this episode, I've never heard of this name, Leslie Tompkins. In all my years of watching Batman cartoons, I've never she, heard of her name. She was she's in Batman the animated series, quite a few episodes actually. Oh. Um, and she was on Gotham, probably most popular. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't watch Batman. You guys, you guys want to know why my movie is going to be the best one? Why? Because it's just taking the best bits of all of you guys' movies and putting it into one. Like, I'm just hearing you guys speak, and I'm like, damn, that's nice, but I'm about to do it better. <laughs> that's fair. So, um, who's next? Emmanuel, yes, yes, I can pick. Oh, it's still on me? Yeah, you get to pick. Okay, cool. Um, this one's an easy pick, right? Um, so I've picked Raish. So for my wild card, mm-hmm. we're getting the shirtless fight with Batman and Raish Agu straight out of Batman the Animated Series in front of the sunset, um, sunrise. That's just it, shirtless. I mean, I love yeah, it. Yeah, the shirtless fight <laughs> where, you know, Batman is stripped, but, you know, Rish respects him enough to leave his car on and not want to figure out who he is. And they fight right in the dawn. Um, he calls him detective a couple of times, check all the nerd boxes. So is this, um, is this the climax of your film? Yeah, this would be my third act fight. So basically, what Arrow season is that three or four? Three. <laughs> that was in season three. Three. But, three. Yeah, but okay. a lot of things are still different. Um. But yeah. Huh. Are my two picks. Okay. So. Okay. So your story is a, okay. Okay. Um. Nikki, you're you're up. It's me next. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I had this next idea of obviously we've seen the red line Arkham, we've seen the Joker in Arkham. And I thought mm-hmm. with the kind of me loosely basing it on No Man's Land, do I do I think Arkham Asylum's gonna do I think it's gonna run wild? And I feel like just making a batshit film. Um so 
Oh, I was going to do Black Mask, but I think I'll, as an antagonist, but I think I'll just keep it simple and I'll go with Harvey Dent. Oh, my heart. You're going to go with Black Mask? No, I was going to go with Harvey Dent. Okay. Oh, sorry. As an ally. As an no, ally, no, I think she took Antagonist, antagonist. I, I actually antagonist. had him both as an ally and antagonist, whichever way I felt like going. Yeah, I was going to do that because it's a nice cheat. Ah, uh, so he's your antagonist. It's a nice cheat. I'm oh, I'm going to use him as an antagonist. Okay, so does he become Two-Face? Yep. Is he already Two-Face that he started to feel? I haven't thought that bit free. Flip a coin. <laughs> funny, that's funny. <laughs> Okay, so Havidet is gone from me. Okay, that's painful. Um, do you want to say anything about him or do you want to wait till you tell the plot of your story? I'm going to wait because I actually need to think of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> ah, okay, so Harvey's gone. Harvey's gone. Okay, I have to go with my backup option for that role, but I can't pick him now because it's too, it's too early. So, for my antagonist... Wait, give me a second. Let me just write this down. Time to go. Bro, are you doing that? Yeah, just look at um, Ibuka's movie is going to be a horror. Hugo Strange, Man Bad. Okay. Okay. Nikki looks like a, like a hard, like, John Wick kind of film. Man, no, I'm not even sure. Because Rach is, Rach is so, such a weird character. Um, Remember, Court of Owls is your antagonist, right? No, it's my wild card. card. Like everybody's, this is the problem. I think I did the wrong homework because everybody's kind of following a pattern, and I just took characters that I liked and threw them in a bowl and said, "How can I make a story out of this?" That's what I'm doing too. Okay, don't worry. So for my first, because I know I'm going to get looks when I get when I say this first person. So my first antagonist is Thomas Elliot Hush. Okay. <laughs> you want to do anything? You want to tell us why? Or um, Thomas Elliot is a, I don't know the definitive quote unquote backstory for him. So the one I'm using is that he's a um, childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's. Oh my god! He also a. Did you say you're gonna make him Batman's friend? No, no, he's an antagonist, but he's no, but he was Batman's that, friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, he was Batman's friend growing up. I feel like it's imperative to to have him be in. He needs to be Batman's friend, like, in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. So, okay, I can just say, in my version of the story, he's Batman's friend growing up. When Batman, when Bruce went around the world to do his uni and maybe lose his virginity, we're still not sure. Um, they kind of drifted apart. Thomas Elliot went to Metropolis, used his parents' money, and he's come richer, and now he's come back to Gotham, inspired by what we would believe is Bruce's actions post-becoming hope he's inspired to come back to gotham and help gotham but he become he's still the antagonist so are we gonna well, get flashbacks or minutes. or is it just is it just going to be like den dehan and amazing spider-man 2 that i was going to say i feel like this is going very much like harry and amazing spider-man 2 oh, this, this magic yeah. best like friend it's... that we never heard of <laughs> yeah. okay then we'll do flashbacks i don't know matt reason i can figure it out we'll do flashbacks he made, made ape sympathetic he can do it for <laughs> thomas elliott <laughs> I'm also gonna I think they're gonna be very good actors doing this so they can relate. Mm. Uh, don't worry. Thomas Elliot. If you guys if you guys give this episode enough listens, we'll come back to the casting. Full casting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean like guys, share it. 
Um, obviously, as we know, that like he well, well, Elliot does harbor feelings, bad feelings towards not only Batman but also Bruce Wayne. Um, okay, so who's next? Ibuka, you get two picks. I get two picks. Yeah, because oh, you know, snake oh, draft. Do I keep have to keep guys, on saying this? Oh, sorry, Banky, I'm a bit slow. Remember the <laughs> first thing Christ. I said before we started drafting was I'm about to steal. Okay, so I was so dumb with my picks. That I should have picked this guy first because both of my story choices revolve around him. Yeah. But yeah, my second antagonist is Black Mask. Oh, okay. Uh, like, Nikki scared me, but we made it. We made it. So My second antagonist is Black Mask. And the reason why I said I'm taking good parts from all your stories is because um, you obviously talk about childhood friend and something, Elliot, whatever his name is. And I feel like that's a nice thread that I want to pull on with Black Mask and Bruce Wayne, which would be that, you know, Black Mask's... What's his real Roman's name? Ernest. I can't remember. Roman Ernest. Yeah. He has his family were also rich and powerful like the Waynes. But for some reason, they fell foul of, you know, the shadowy organization that controls everything. You know, and now, you know, they messed up. They got broke. So he hates Bruce Wayne for having a great life. Well, his life went to shit just because his parents, you know, did something that Thomas Wayne didn't approve of. And Imao talking about psychologists, and guess who's going to be Black Mask psychologist? Hugo Strange. In this movie. Hugo Strange. Yeah. And guess who's going to be Hugo Strange's pet project in this movie? Well, Man Bad. Man Bad. So does Hugo Strange create <laughs> Man Bad? Yeah, that's, that's hey, all he's going for. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that after. Okay. Um, so, so you're not having Kirk Langstrom? No, no, no. Man Bat in this movie is not going to be a human turn. It's going to be a human turned bat, but it's going to be more like through experimentation by Hugo Strange. Like he's just picking off homeless people on the street. I guess it's around turning them into. So are they, are they in cahoots? Hugo Strange and Black Mask? Or did they... No, 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 no. This is, I was thinking this that like one of you is going to help me like remember where I stole this story from. So Black Mask doesn't know that Hugo Strange is manipulating him basically to get to Batman. I can't. I can't. That doesn't sound so like, like the Arkham good. video game, but that was the Joker. No, but he means like you mean like non comic book property. Yeah, yeah non comic book property. Like it's a story from I can't remember the film or the, the TV only show, three quote unquote three some story I know with like a therapist is The Departed, but it's obviously not the same thing. Oh nah, the thing that plays most strongly in my head right now is Hannibal. Okay. Yeah, so Hugo Strange is Black Mass, you know, therapist slash psychologist slash trusted family doctor. How far are you going to go with this Hannibal thing? Slash, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo Strange is the family's trusted doctor slash psychologist. And yeah, he's, he's manipulating Black Mask right now into doing what he wants him to do. And like, like I don't know where the story's going, but let's just put it like that. He's manipulating Black Mask. Black Mask has no idea that this guy is telling him what to do. I was this, you know, if Nikki picked Black Mask, I would have gone Clayface. How? Jesus Christ! You're being very fantastic. <laughs> can I tell you something that what? I was like, oh, I'm going to throw some jokes at Ibuka, like, oh, you can pick Man Battle or you can pick Clayface, and then you want to actually pick all the, nah, all the jokes I was going that, to joke that about. Clayface one. Wait, okay. Is no one picking Clayface so I can tell my idea for him? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's picking Clayface, yes. Wait a second. Is the movie... Is it Halloween? 
No, 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 it's not Harley. No, because you know how um Mike Myers, the psychologist, they found out oh, that the psychologist. Oh shit! Like, no, I've never seen. I've never seen Halloween. No. Oh, I was about to say, but that's so how, that's what happens that to Mike Myers in those films. The psychologist is behind oh, it. Oh shit! Oh. No, I know what it is. It's not a movie. It's a book. It's a book I read a long time ago where there was this rich family and it's the a what you want. Manipulated. What nigga? When did you read books? Yeah, I read nigga. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, no, talk about Clayface quickly. Let's do a quick Clayface detour. If I was going to do Clayface in this pod or in this draft, I would have made Clayface a master of disguise who's ruining Bruce Wayne's life. So, like, Bruce Wayne steps in to the company as Bruce Wayne. He starts becoming more Bruce Wayne. And he ends up, you know, inadvertently ruining Black oh, I... Mask's life and, like, making him poorer, basically. So, and then Black Mask. Why go with Clayface there? Wait, now, Black Mask hires Clayface as a master of disguise to try and, you know, ruin Bruce Wayne's corporate life. Not even his, you know, Batman life and, like, tank his company. I don't know, it was a far from... But he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have Clayface powers. He's just a master of disguise. No, he's a master of disguise, accents, you know. Look up Human Target. That's a better fit for what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Am I I with a nolly? Hi guys, it's Bankole here. I really hope you're enjoying the show so far. And if you are, please why don't you just head over to our Twitter page and vote for who you think has the best team. That's popcorn underscore dinner. So please don't forget to vote. Um, and while you're there, why don't you just like, I don't know, follow us as well. Thank you very much. And I really hope you re- enjoyed the rest of the show. Now back to the show. And we're back. So Ibuka, what's your follow-up to black mask well i get one more pick um so what do i You're have on the turn now oh yeah i have two allies and uh casting to do right mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay do i want to cast black mask as michael fassbender or hugo strange as mads mikkelsen oh that's nice that hugo strange and mads mikkelsen was so i, I can't believe <laughs> i can't believe you actually did it like fair enough i mean um, it was actually on my list, yeah, because it's like so obvious. Like, I like the fast bender as well. That's a good shout. I was just, I thought about it today, and I was like, this is so perfect. Fast bender is amazing. Easy, amazing. He hasn't become out to Fincher, I think, this year. I think it will be easier to cast a black mask than it is to cast as a menacing Hugo Strange that could be as menacing and calculating as. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, the problem is that we've obviously seen Mads because we've done it, we've seen him do it before. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I'm picking Mads. I just ripped off something here. Oh, it's okay. Mads, 100%. So, yeah, so, so I guess guys, you're going, my... I guess you're going basic then, right? Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> my X Factor is Mads Mikkelsen as Hugo Strange. I can just imagine... You like, still don't have any ally. I guess Batman is fighting by himself. Him and Alfred. <laughs> I can just imagine Batman being tied up and, you know, Hugo Strange talking to him calmly about how long he's been waiting to get to this point. I don't know where the, what the plot of this film is, but I just know that has to happen. <laughs> I don't even know what his motivations are, but I'll figure that out once I get to the Allies. Fair enough. Um, so I guess it's my turn. Harvey Dent was going to be a very big... He plays a very big role in my film, so I have to replace him now. Um... And I'm going to make a pick that is going to annoy the hell out of Emmanuel. But you know what? Emmanuel is not the one voting. He's not the voters. So I'm fine with that. I can annoy him. My second antagonist is going to be Deathstroke. Oh, 
as long as it's not Manginella. <laughs> what? Oh my god, you had this agenda. <laughs> Um, yeah, my my second antagonist is Deathstroke. He is going to be back to Imano's earlier question. He is basically going to be the soldier for the Cut of Owls. Oh, that's nice. That is mm. nice. Um, that is nice. I like that. Okay, I mean he's basically the soldier for for the Light and Young Justice, isn't he? Um, okay, that's my antagonist. My second antagonist is Deathstroke. Slade Wilson. Yeah, so who's next? Nikki, you're next. You know what? I was going to use Deathstroke as well, but I've already... I think I've already got an assassin, so I can live without Deathstroke. Um, oh, another antagonist. I'm just going to go for... For the, for the simple fact that Gotham is about to be in ruins, I'm just going to go for Poison Ivy. Huh. Oh, man, you guys, she's really showing us. She's showing us up on this episode, man. <laughs> she has three female characters. We just have none. Apart from Emmanuel that has one. This is not nice. I don't like this. You know, I was picking my characters and I, re- I realized it wasn't intentional picking all female characters, like mostly. But I've always done, I've always wanted to see a couple of these people in live action, like again. So, um, Poison Ivy. Yeah. Talk, talk me through it. What, is, she, is she talking to plants? What are we doing in Matt Reeves' Batman? Um, I think it's going to be, as I'm putting my plot together, I feel like she's already in Arkham Asylum. She's already faced off against Batman before. And she is able to break out of Arkham, Arkham Asylum um, during the flood. Mm. And from then on, I do not know yet. I will know. Yeah, but like, I'm just thinking her powers. How do her powers fit in this world? Is she just a... Horticulturist yeah, that she actually care about. Okay, I mean, I'm not the one voting. I'm going to make her as grand as I possibly can. Obviously, it's a bit bizarre, like it's a bit fantastical for his world, but... Yeah. Um, I think we can make it work. For anyone listening to this episode, and if you like what you, you're listening to so far, go watch the Harley Quinn TV show if you don't watch it, like the Harley Quinn animated show. It's so great. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I just Poison Ivy just reminded me of that. Um, Emmanuel, you get two picks. Oh, so the first one, this is going to be Lady Shiva as my secondary antagonist. So I've had to do some right. switch up. Um, so I'm going to go with Richard Dragon. <gasps> Who just made that sound? I think that was Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you guys just taking off from each other's plates. That was, I love it. Because I was going to, but then I picked Poison Ivy. But yeah, I'm going with Richard Dragon. Um... There's two versions. I'm not 100% sure of what version yet because there's OG Rico the Dragon and then there's Ricardo Diaz. But basically, in my version, he has been a member of the League for a while. He's been groomed by Raish to take over. Um, he's an insane martial artist. Um, and yeah, just to switch it up, I guess, he probably spent some time in Gotham before joining the league so you're not to sorry not to spoil your plot or whatever but your plot is firmly like bruce wayne versus the league like 100 percent. yeah that's how that's that's not a criticism. No, 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 no. like that's how that's how it, it works basically yeah mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool that's, that's a lot of like, like this the specter exactly that's my brand but like the specter of gotham looms over it kind of thing i just like the fact man i like the fact that you're sticking to like if someone had asked, they got to my head before this, I was like, what do Emmanuel do? 
it would be this. And I just love that you're consistent. I like that for you. <laughs> yeah, you have to stay with your brand, doesn't it? This this could literally be an arrow season. This could be this could be a plot of arrow. <laughs> but yeah. A second pick. Again, I wanted to go with an ally um from um and again my plan was to go with Orphan. And the idea was that that was going to be um basically Bruce would pick her up um based of after his interactions with the league. Um and I was I was going to go for representation, the fact that she's a character that cannot speak. Um so yeah, I'm going to do a very dirty thing here, but pretty much transplant that to Onyx. Um Onyx Adams is a standard character in the League of Shadows normally. Um more often than not, you know, she joins after being bullied and things like that, and she just wants to be stronger. And she grows to the point where most times by meeting a hero, um, in this case Batman, to the point where, you know, she defects from the league and she's going to be able to kind of help train him and teach him the ways of the league and able to to um to succeed basically. But yeah, and also, you know, um Onyx is an orphan as well. So I have kind of scenes with her and Lee bonding. Um uh, uh, Bechdel test. Well done, you fasted. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I can in a few iterations, Lee can't have kids. So it's almost like a surrogate. So they're kind of really dark. But yeah. Um so anyone that votes for Emmanuel. Like he's he's pitching a very, very interesting handheld fighting movie. But you vote for him, I know you're lying. <laughs> because you don't know half of these characters. It's not based on knowing the characters. Because <laughs> only like 1% of people that are listening to this know this. So if you're voting for him, I just know you're no, lying. That's all I'm saying. It's based I'm on the actual saying. plot, not just who <laughs> I recognize that guy. Um, okay, so Nikki, you go next. Okay. You have one ally and one casting to do. One ally, one casting. Okay, so I think I made an actual accident not picking Richard Dragon now because my plan was to have Barbara Gordon as an ally because it fits in, because Commissioner Gordon's there, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, she has this kind of relationship with Cass, I was going to do it, but then changed my mind on that since I picked Poison Ivy and I picked Shiver. Um, so I'm going to do, I don't know if you've heard of him, it's called O-Sensei. Yeah. I... He's like trained Richard Dragon, he's trained Lady Shiver, he's trained in the film Soul of the Dragon, he's trained Batman. Yeah, and there's a story where Shiver basically has to go find Batman, she has to go find um, Green Arrow. So I'm going to incorporate that into my story. He's going to be he's going to be a minor role, but he's going to be in the film, maybe in a fl- flashback fashion. Wait, so he's an ally? For me, yeah. Thank you. Oh, I, I never knew since he was an ally. He's not a villain. He's just, he's just, he's trained Batman before. Mm. He's he's a sensei. He's trained Batman before, so I'm yeah. just going to I was use thinking him. of sensei as a... I just love that, a... like, Basically, I would think I could get away with putting him in the movie without, like, drafting him. <laughs> that kind of thing of, like, in the background. I just love the... that, like, Ibuka and I are out here on, in our corner trying to make our films. But then, Imanol and Nikki are just sharing one film and trying to divide it between nah, themselves. It's like... different. <laughs> She's got poison ivy. <laughs> you guys, ideally, you guys would want to come together and make your, your own one film. Because, like, this is... Imagine a film with Rage, Sensei, Lady Shiva... Maybe Poison Ivy, No Have It Dent, Richard Dragon, anyway. Okay, so it's my turn. I'm just vamping for no reason. Um, so, Nikki said she wasn't going to go with Barbara Gordon, so she chose not to get the, the black girl. 
So I think I'm going to go get the black girl myself. And for my second ally, I'm going to bring her back. I'm going to bring Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle back for the sequel. Wait, wait, wait. wait Isn't that already a thing? Wait. Yeah, I was going to say, so can I just cast Jim Gordon as one of my allies? No, because Jim Gordon's already in the film. But Zoe Kravitz... Isn't Selena Kyle... I mean, obviously, spoilers, but she leaves the film, I don't know, first. So we don't know if she's in the sequel. So I'm bringing her back for the sequel. So now I, mean, I look, can't cast her. Right? I mean, look, I've said, I've said my point. If you guys no, want to cancel I, it, I'm not going to no, be yeah, a dictator. Because... If you think it doesn't fit, then that's fine. Uh. Because we also did say, like, you could bring a character that is in the film, but I it's not confirmed to return. Because 95% she's going to be in the sequel anyway. But I don't know if that's an advantage or disadvantage of, like, you wasted a pick or not, but I don't know. I, uh, I guess that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. As long as you think it fits the rules, then I'm going with Zoe Kravitz in a car, because I feel like that chemistry cannot be re- remade. We need to stick with that. Any objections? No, I agree with you. Okay. So, my second ally is Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle, also known as Catwoman. In this movie, she'll be called Catwoman at some point. Um, Ibuka, you have two picks. Your final two picks. Oh, God. I'm so fucked because I don't even... I drafted a movie of all villains. <laughs> Ibuka, Batman's going to be running around <laughs> by himself. You know, it would have been funny if I had the Court of Owls as my villains because it would have been nice to see him get beat the fuck up by things he can't even see. But like now I'm thinking, what do I what do I give this guy? Wait, when you say allies, right, they have to have been in Batman's story in the past. We can't just create a character. Yes, you can't just create a character. Because I, I, I was going to give him a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, just as a as a memory of not that I think <laughs> as a memory of Zoe, but exactly. But um, nah, he um, does have a dog in Batman Beyond. If that's I don't you, want a dog. That's a what dog, you want to waste your pick on. I don't a know. dog isn't a dog is too. I need something innocent to kill. Wow. <laughs> uh, what man is out here fridging animals? Kill? In all seriousness, though. <laughs> in all seriousness. Freezing animals, I'm dead. I don't know when. So, so Banky, who are your allies? Uh, okay, so my allies are Dick Grayson and Serena Kravitz. Um, Serena Kao, played by Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Emmanuel's allies are Leslie Tompkins and Onyx Adams. Okay, who who's Nikki's allies? Cassandra Kane and Sensei. Okay, you know something? Oh, it's Cassandra. No, not Cass- that's not. Um. Fuck, man. This is hard. I don't even want to have to Google. Would there be too many stars in my movie if I make someone big an ally? Do what you want to do. I don't understand. So your carpet was in this film, like not not movie stars, but like big, big, big characters. Okay. Um, let's go with yeah. Yeah, this is actually perfect. Let's go with Oliver Quid, Queen. Well, no. So, and you're going to something like this now. And I have it. Hmm. Why? This is, I'm, obviously, I can't make a decision individually, but is this allowed? Well, to expand the universe. It's like saying, my, I'm casting my ally as Superman. Like, I don't know. Is this allowed? My vote is that it's not allowed. No, but Emmanuel picked Rasa Go. What do you mean? Rash is a Batman villain. He's in the Batman world. I mean, look, I want Emmanuel and Nikki to 
contribute. Like for me, I don't think it should be allowed. Wait, let me make my case. Okay. Oliver Queen interacts with Batman a lot in everything else apart from live action. So does Superman. So why can't it? Also, he doesn't have to be in the film a lot. He can be in it for like the last does, 20 does minutes he, or like a actually, scene here and there. You can see an arrow at a crime scene. He doesn't have to even be in the film. I just want I think to this is a team-up movie. I think it's a team-up movie. Mm. No, it's not a team-up film. He doesn't. He doesn't interact with Iron. I don't know. My vote is no, but like it's I can't be outvoted because like you see, you see how you see how they try to get me down. I I get I get both sides because obviously we're all focusing on like the Bat Universe and stuff, but I can see him. Mm. Like if tomorrow Matt Reeves announced that Oliver Queen was in his sequel, wouldn't we be like what? I am. Um, yeah. Well, he just, put Joker. You'd just be like it's uh, like. But Joker is in the... You can't, Joker is the Batman I villain. I guess it, it'll just become a team-up film. Yeah, it's a team... I'm saying it's a team-up film. It's no longer the Batman like that Matt Reeves has created. I don't know. Nikki, what do you think? Personally, I was going to use him. See? But I thought it might be, you know... I mean, look, my vote is no. So we, mm. we, we'll take a majority. And my vote is no. Emmanuel and Nikki, what are your votes? I'm on the fence. You can't be on the fence. It's a yes or no vote. I'm not, no, no, I'm thinking now. I'm working it out. Easy. <laughs> you can edit out my solving, but like, yeah. Okay, wait, let, let, me, let me explain my point of view. I don't think Arrow is in the film a lot. We might not even get to see his face. Batman might just get random help from this, you know, vigilante with an arrow that he sees at crime scenes here and there. No, listen, the mustn't catch you. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'll send my own. It, it depends on your, what do you call it? You're campaigning to the wrong person. I've said my, my, my vote. I think it's a cop-out. Okay, okay. It's a cop-out. Yeah, there's so many people for you to pick. Use more Papa. Okay. Let me do... Uh, let me do Oracle. Does someone take Barbara? What? Barbara Gordon's already been used now. Oh. Oh, no. No one did. Someone mentioned Barbara, but no, they didn't take her. Okay. No one said Barbara. Oh, I was going to use Oracle. Oh, but of course one did use her. No? No, Barbara is not. Nope. Barbara is on the board. Barbara is still there. Barbara is still on the board. Okay. Yeah. Um, How old is Barbara in your story, Abuka? Um, Barbara is like a 19-year-old tech genius. Okay. Let's put it like that. And she's a black girl, too. We like we love to... Is her mom black or what? Mm, can't trust Abuka. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Her mom is blackity black, nigga. Viola Davis. Okay, here we got your final pick. Again, another ally. Please don't pick Superman. <laughs> don't pick Marshall Manhunter. Please, just just pick an ally. <laughs> oh, God. Do I want as an ally? You guys, can you like, come back to me? Can you come back to me? No, that's not how it works. That's okay, so I can pick that little kid. I can pick the mayor's kid as an ally. Okay. Sure, why not? Let me pick... Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no one stop you. You can pick that. He has Batman a suite or something. You can pick um, him if you want to pick him. No, I want someone that can die. That's why I wanted the cat. Why do you want someone that can die? I'll just kill Alfred. I'll kill Alfred. Jesus Christ. Um, someone give me an ally, please. No, can you just pick an ally? Because I actually can't think of one, bro. Like my. Did you just Google Batman down. allies? Okay, let me Google it. Holy Jesus. There's like six Robins and I can't pick any of them. Do Huntress. 
that's what I was going to do. I was going to do Huntress. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to do I, when I was thinking of Arrow. I was like, hmm, if I can't do... Yeah, Huntress works. Huntress is more Batman than Green Arrow anyway. Okay, okay. Let us let me put Huntress there then. I don't like that Nikki helped you. Is Huntress good enough to be an ally? Yeah. You wanted to get a cat. Huntress better than a cat. <laughs> no, because see the things like, I would feel like I'm diminishing her if I make her like the kind of ally I want to make. So let's just, yeah, we'll go with Huntress though. Then we could get a nice love triangle with what's her name? Same cap. So if a call is not in your film, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like now Batman will be thinking at the end of the <laughs> film, like, should I go with this one or what? Same cap. So yeah, I'm going Huntress. Is your Batman a virgin? Um this is so funny, but I think we came to a consensus last episode that Robert Pattinson as Batman has had sex at least once. Fresh as a week. <laughs> he tried it. Girls like him. I wonder if you girls get down. Those goth girls get down. That's what I said last episode. <laughs> he used emo to like mid two thousands. He'd have used emo to, to to get her. Um, I apologize for who my casting is going to be, but for Thomas Elliot, <laughs> actually, the cast video was on, so I could see his reaction. But for Thomas Elliot, my re- my cast, uh, my casting is Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, his X Factor, oh, right? Okay, yeah. So I think Lakeith is the right age. Lakeith is like early 30s. He works with the Robert Pattinson kind of Batman age. Okay. Um, I think Thomas mm. Elliot has to be warm and charming. I'm which so like, sorry, Banky. Yeah. yeah. If, we're, if, we're, if we're killing each other's films, yeah. I'm just going to say that Lakeith Stanfield's family is enriching Gotham. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Gotham seems very... Very institutionally racist. Well, I'm trying to... Okay, make him adopted. Make him adopted. Or even, like, if the fact that, like, he's a black man who's become rich in this society, like, how what did he have to do? He had to have been a terrible person. But he's not... He's at the very best a coon. Let's put it like that. Oh, okay. Um, and I think Thomas Elliot has to be warm and charming. And, like, we've seen that, like, Heath can be... If not charming, he can be, like... Why not Daniel Kaluuya? Well, I think Daniel Kaluuya can be one maybe it's too big a name okay. um two might be a bit too intense and how, how do two, kaluuya's black mask so here's the number kaluuya kaluuya is always like look at me wait 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 you're putting a black man behind a black mask yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no so kaluuya not in his acting but like kaluuya is such a great actor and the type of acting like the type of persona is no matter what scene he's in he's just like look at me and we want in Thomas Edwards, I want someone that can blend into and like you've seen Knives Out, like Keith can blend into the ensemble and then you don't think he's that important until maybe he becomes important. Um Thomas Edwards also needs to be sympathetic at some point, which is where the audience has gone inside. And I mean, if you've watched the Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta, you know that like Keith can be sympathetic. Um and then he also has, needs to be he has so many things. We need a good actor. We need um, Oscar nominee Lakeith Stanfield. He also needs to be two-timing and duplicitous. And I think if you've seen Judas and Black Messiah, you know that Lakeith can do that. And then for the final act, he needs to be menacing and cruel. And I think Lakeith is too weird not to be able to do menacing and cruel. So, yeah, and I also wanted a black actor and I wanted a young black actor. So Lakeith Stanfield is my Thomas Elliot and that's my X-Factor pick. And thank you for this monologue. Okay. Thank you. Who were, who were you going to pick for Mads Mikkelsen? Like, what character are you for? Oh, Hugo Strange. Oh, oh, so you had a Hugo Strange draft. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay. Okay, so who's next? Who's next? Next is Nikki. Yeah, I'm going to cast Lady Shiva. Mm-hmm. 
and I was thinking, like, should I do the Chinese American act- um actress, like Fala Chen, who we saw in um Shang Chi, because she was really cool. But then I thought, as I was watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon the other day, and um, I'm gonna go with. Do you know the actress? Her name is I think it's Zhang Zizang. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's literally what I had written on my phone. Oh, for real? If I got a lady Shiva, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> What the fuck is this? No, I'm sorry. This is so funny. <laughs> this is so... I don't know if you guys can see. Uh, it's reversed. But like, look yeah, at that expression. This is so funny. This makes... That is... There are like so many people in the world. How do you guys pick the same... Like... Actor, I, same character? I'm actually baffled. I'm going to actually write it down. Because otherwise it would have been like... Wait, what's the actress? What's the actress? Z, um, Z Zhang. Yeah, can someone spell her name, please? Just... I just know her from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, Z-I-Y-I. She's, like, been in, like, a lot of um, martial arts films, but she's, like, one of the most yeah. famous Chinese actresses. Like, she's gotten, like, uh, nominations in America, um, like, loads of, like, prestigious, like, awards and stuff. And she's been in, like, The Grandmaster. She's been in, like, she's a lot really of... good at action. Yeah. That is insane. That's so funny. That is insane. That's actually so funny. Yeah, because I was thinking that's like, scary. someone like Ming-Na Wen, but she's a bit, she's a bit older, even though she doesn't look it. Um, I thought I filming now as well too. Yeah. This is I can't believe this. I can't believe this is so wild. This is this is this is why we yeah. do this. This is like a roll credits moment. <laughs> Can I just say when you said um when you said Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, I thought you were gonna say Michelle Yo and I was gonna be like, no. I want to see this movie. <laughs> you know what? That was one of my that was my one of mine as well, because she's obviously iconic, she's well known as well. Um but I thought I'd just go with someone just a bit younger. Yeah. Okay, so I guess for the final pick, it's Emmanuel. Emmanuel, who's your casting pick? This is the final pick of the entire thing. You know, funny enough, this should be like the selling pick, but I, as you can see, what I had in mind has gone. Um, so I'm going to do, this is a collector's item. I'm going to do an on-the-fly thing. And I'm going to go for Richard Dragon and... Stephen Amell. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I love Stephen Amell. <laughs> Stephen Steve will cameo in my movie as a as a cop. I'm going to go for he'll never do it, but Marshall Ali. Oh. Is Richard Dragon? Is he black? Yeah, yeah. The second Richard Dragon is black. Oh, I thought you were gonna do Marshall Ali as Rashad Gould. That would have been sick. That was a bit of Marshall Gould is Asian, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's oh, Middle is Eastern. He? Okay, fair. <laughs> fair. Yeah, he's fair. Middle Eastern. You can reinvent it, but I feel like I feel like there's been so many racial goals, but there's not been a racially accurate one that's doing that would be unfair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Marshall Ali as Richard Dragon. Um, again, he'll never do it. But why would he never do it? I don't know. I just can't. I can't see him doing it again. He's he's blade. I guess that that feels fantastic. Yeah, like why would he can like? Yeah, he has two Oscars. Doesn't have, he's fine. He would do whatever he wants to do for right, right money, like if he likes the story. Okay, so let me just go through everyone's team, essentially, their cast, and then you guys say your plots after. My team is DeGrayson and Serena Kyle as Bruce Wayne's allies, Thomas Elliot Hush as the main villain, Deathstroke as the antagonist, Wildcard is Court of Owls, and my X-Factor casting is Lakeith Stanfield as Thomas Elliot, because we need some black in there. Um, Ibuka's team is Barbara Gordon. Ibuka, is she bad girl or is she just Barbara? What is she? Or is she Oracle? She's Oracle. She's not bad girl yet or at all. So Ibuka's, yeah, so his first ally is Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Um, Huntress, 
He's the second ally. His antagonists are Hugo Strange and Black Mask. His wildcard is Man Bat. And his expert for casting is the incredibly obvious but also very great casted Mads Mikkelsen as Hugo Strange. Emmanuel's team is Leslie Tompkins and Onyx Adams as allies. Rachel Gould and Richard Dragon as antagonists. His wildcard is, you know what, he's a man of like, he just wants what he wants. And his wildcard is a shirtless fight between Rachel Rachel Ghoul and Batman, that's it. He doesn't, he doesn't need all that rubbish. And then his X-Factor casting is the great two-time Oscar-winning Mahershala Ali as Richard Dragon. Nikki's team is Cassandra Kane and Sensei as her allies. Harvey Dent as my antagonist, that she stole from me. Poison Ivy as the second antagonist who escapes prison because of the action at the end of the first Batman. Her wildcard is the underutilized Lady Shiva in live action, and her X-Factor casting is Ji Zhang as Lady Shiva. I have I have a few questions. Nikki, how does Poison Ivy exist in this world? Like, what's her power? What's her skill set? What's her power set thing? She's just, she's out here. <laughs> she's out here. <laughs> Bro, end the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> she's out here. I love this podcast person in Gotham. Hi, it's me again. I know I said last time would be the last time, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. We, we kind of lie. So just to remind you guys, please don't forget to vote for who you think has the best team on our Twitter page, which is popcorn underscore dinner. Popcorn underscore dinner on Twitter. Thank you very much. Look, there are people in this world you cannot explain. <laughs> this so got injected with something. What's her motivation? Her motivation? Yeah. I just had the thought that she was. she's already been in Arkham. She's already mm-hmm. been in Arkham Asylum along with, you know, Joker. These are people that Batman has fought in his first year. Her origin's kind of similar to her own. Like, she's she's very, um, she's an environmentalist, you know, she wants better for the world, but obviously she gets these powers and she starts, you know, she has, you know, the ability to basically poison people, even with a kiss and all these things. So um, I just thought that she'd be one of, because my thought of, is that a lot of the Arkham um, inmates are going to escape, I just wanted her in the film, quite frankly. Fair enough. So I, that was my thinking behind it. As for her powers, I do need to come up with a logical explain, explanation for that, but also, I don't right now. Are we going Uma Thurman? <laughs> I wanted Uma Thurman, but I think I'll go with someone younger who I'm not going to cast yet because I haven't thought of that. But um, I think... I mean, if people like this episode, people will do, will do a casting episode, like Imano said, if this episode is liked by people. Yeah, that sounds good. Ibuka, wait, is it you? Ibuka, are you the one trying to plug holes in people's yeah, stories? Yes. No, not in stories, just in characters. The one with Manbat. Yeah, the one with Manbat, yeah. Listen, Manbat is very, very plausible, you know? Like, you watch Nightmare Alley. Like, it could be like a geek situation. Don't worry, man. Trust me. I'm crazy with a pen, bro. Trust me. <laughs> okay, I'm good. That's good. Okay, tell us your story. Tell no, us no, the story no. Everyone go first. My story, I'm still working out. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Imano, please tell the story of your film. Differences. Okay. Um. So the way I've drafted is that it picks up, I guess, just a few weeks after the Batman. Oh wow. Okay. And and basically, you know, they're trying to clean up Gotham after the flood, wherein it's basically a no man's land situation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do I say a few weeks? Maybe a few months. TBD. But yeah, it's a no man's land kind of situation. Crime is on the rise. Martial law has been declared, as we heard at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, all bets are off. Batman coming back to the start of the film, 
like he says in the start of the first film, of that he can't be everywhere. So he's stretched thin. We even get like Alfred going out in the field and things like that. But um, it's not enough. But suddenly, you know, Batman, while trying to, um, what do you call it? Trying to solve crime, trying to um, sort out all these problems, is getting help. But he doesn't realize where it's coming from. He's just, you know, finding criminals, you know, um, dropped off at Gordon. And Gordon's like, you know, I thought this was you. It's like, it's not me. Da, 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 da. And, you know, some of these guys are also getting brutally murdered and stuff like that. Um, so we still get the detective part of it because he's trying to work out what's going on. His initial kind of fear is like, you know, from the events of the first movie, has he inspired someone else? That he wants to he wants to basically try and take responsibility and try and find out. So we get the detective part of it where he's working through, you know, collecting evidence, trying to um, trace things. Um, eventually, the evidence kind of points him towards, you know, artifacts or whatever um and you know bruce as bruce has to you know do research to libraries stuff like that um and he starts suspecting it's the league alfred has heard stories of them from the war um things like that and it all kind of builds up to a confrontation with richard dragon who has been tasked with bringing in um bruce to to Raish, to I don't know where they'll be based in this, either Infinity Island, um, whatever. Pick one of the the, the league um, headquarters. And we have that confrontation. Obviously, you have a badass fight between Marshall Ali and Robert Patterson. It's kick-ass. Because I think one of the complaints that people had, even though I don't agree with it, was like the Batman had too much space between action. So it's like it's always an easy thing to have, like mark, kind of mark your first act of a of a nice action scene. So I think that would be really good. Um, Richard Dragon is now taking um, Batman back to um, Raish. They bond along the way over whatever he talks about his past, about how you know he originally was. Let's say he was protecting a city or something. They bond over that. Um, they get to the league. Um, again, Batman, through his investigation, has realized, you know, what the league is all about, everything about it. And, you know, Richard Dragon is telling him why he joined, basically, in terms of joining something bigger than himself. You know, in terms of while he was protecting his city, he couldn't... Um, there are things he couldn't do that he can do now with the resources and the league behind him. So, basically, Richard Dragon is kind of almost poetically um showing bruce wayne what he could be almost of like it's not just gotham um you can do this more and you can be a symbol you can be bigger than the man um and all of that um we get to the island um bruce you know learns a lot alfred meanwhile is trying to track him and stuff like that alfred finds lee tompkins um and i think you know controlling something that she's been saved by Bruce um, during that early bit in terms of cleaning up the city and things like that. Um, and then in the island, again, Raish meets him, calls him detective, says, you know, he's been watching him for a long time, that, you know, 
Um, to Bruce's surprise, you know, he, he thinks, you know, he wants him to join the organization. Richard Dragon obviously feels bad because he feels like, you know, this is what he was being groomed for kind of thing. And during all of this, Onyx is there, Onyx is training, all these types of things, and she's treated very badly. Bruce takes pity on her, stuff like that. Um, move through that. Again, I'm skipping through a lot of these, but, you know, there's a lot of intentional scenes of, like, you know, where these people are coming from. And the common thread is that, you know, they all want to be heroes. They all want to be do something more than themselves. They all want to be selfless. Um, and unfortunately, it, it just can't work kind of thing um eventually you know bruce befriends onyx who tells him uh, stuff about the league how she got there as well and um basically um race is planning to sort of i was gonna say mm, this is this is where it gets tricky but basically race wants something to do with gotham basically um and that's what led him to Bruce anyway. And what a bit is there again. Well, I mean, you don't have to tell the entire plot of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, so yeah. yeah you've so, already explained how everybody got to. Yeah, so that's how that kind of ends up. We build to a crescendo where Bruce kind of discovers what type of hero he wants to be, what type of symbol he wants to be, and he challenges Raish. Um, I thought he discovered that in the first one. What? I thought he discovered what kind of hero. No, no, he says he, he says he wants to be a symbol of hope, but there's more than one way to do it. So he, okay. his mission okay. statement is reinforced, um, and he okay. knows that you know this. Yes, you know it, it's a crusade, but the key learning point is that he learns that he can't do it alone, and he can build a crusade. So that's how we kind of build to the Bat Family in further coming films. Um, yes, Onyx as an ally. Um, you know we have the shirtless fight. So, um, in your either Infinity Island or wherever the league is, Lazarus Pit is there a Lazarus Pit? TBD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just. But yeah, I just don't know how that works in Madrid. Is the Batman? But sure, okay. Um, well, how does that work? Nothing, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, can we? Nikki, can you talk about just quickly about your own story and how these characters work? Mine's going to be very quick. <laughs> yeah. Because I barely have a plot. Okay, so. I said my film's not going to be very great because there's going to be loads of flashbacks, but basically we'll see how um, Bruce kind of learns learns how to fight. I mean, um, we're going to go back and he's he's training with Sensei and he's training with Shiva um, during year one or just before year one. I haven't figured that bit out yet. Um, but yeah, they go on their own little mission for O Sensei, who's kind of at the at the end of his life. Um, so that's kind of how he's an ally to him. He's, he's not really like... Um, you know, going to help Bruce save the day. He's just in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a flashback. And then we flash forward and it's kind of similar how we're in, no, it's sort of, a, it's a no man's land situation. And let's say we're a few months into it. Gotham is chaos as it usually is, but chaos more than usual. Um, a lot of Arkham Asylum's inmates have sprung out of prison and there's gangs and there's villains all fighting for their, for their piece of land. So my movies, yeah, essentially it's chaos and, um, in Gotham, I haven't obviously we can't cast many characters, but many have come to try and help. Um, there's a point where um, um, in No Man's Land, where Batman leaves to kind of try and salvage something outside, and the city begins to think, you know, he's gone, and Warden thinks he's abandoned me, and that's what's going to happen in mine. So people like Cassandra Kane start stepping up. 
um, Cassandra, mm-hmm. who's kind of been on the sidelines, she's not really been doing much. And obviously Batman comes back and he sees her. Um, and then where Harvey Dent comes into it is that he's also trying to kind of make his stake for the land. Um, and he's obviously very, very powerful. So he's kind of getting someone with it. But Also, he's full on two-faced at this point. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, at this point, yeah, um, we're fast-forwarding now. Um, and since I was going to use Deathstroke, but I decided not to, we're just going to use another assassin. Um, I think he's also trying to use David Kane to assassinate the likes of, like, Cassandra as well. I'm just going to bring Lady Shiva into it. Don't know how just yet, but we're going to bring her in. Um, and he basically tries to use her as an assassin. And then that's where kind of the whole, there's a realisation that, oh, this is Cassandra's mom. This is someone that's trained with Batman in the past. Um, comes to fruition. And um, where does her, oh yeah, I forgot about Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy's one of the inmates. She's kind of dismayed at what the Riddler and what Batman and what everyone's done kind of to Gotham. Um, and obviously she's a person that just dislikes human life completely. So mm-hmm. she is just doing a madness with her little powers. And um, I feel like she's fantastical, but not too much in a way that's going to be so bizarre for Matt Reeves' world. I feel like um, because, you know, she's been injected with all these things, um, that we can make it work. And I'd say that I said prior to it that she'd face Batman maybe in his first year um, and she'd been locked up in Arkham Asylum and that's because kind of, I think she's consistent with Batman in the fact that they also have a similar, um, who are you speaking about? Someone speaking about Batman having a similar um, origin to someone else. I can't remember who it was with the rich parents. Thomas um, she also, yeah, yeah, she also has rich parents and um, who kind Wolf. of, yeah, so yeah, Black Mask, sorry. So there's kind of that parallel there. So um I'm kind of building her up as more of a character for the future, but she just she's just showing up because I wanted to essentially. Um Love it. Yeah, so my movie doesn't necessarily have a big plot. It's literally just um staking a claim for Gotham and obviously wait, do we have Penguin? Are we allowed Penguin? Yeah. Well, no, I, I wasn't sure about Penguin because, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Penguin, so I couldn't say if he's going to come back in the sequel. He wasn't arrested, okay, so he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. but, like, there's also going to be a show, isn't there? Oh, that's true. I mean, true. we can all say we all have Penguin if we want. I I, I wasn't really sure. I could... He was there just looking out the window, so I assume he was going to do some bad stuff. Okay, we all have Penguin. We all have Penguin. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically what my film is. It's literally just, like, all these factions trying to stake a claim for Gotham, um, which is already in ruins. Um, and you have Poison Ivy on the side, not necessarily. Well, she is trying to because she ends up like taking over um, a massive park and she ends up looking after all these kids and things like that. But this is before she actually um, learns that she might actually like a couple of humans. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially it. Not too much of a plot, nothing too deep. It's literally just Gotham in chaos and ruins and Batman Nikki, kind who's, of who's, learning. Nikki, who's directing your film? Matt Reeves. He's directing at me. <laughs> I feel like James oh, Gunn would be see. perfect for Dinky's film. He would. But <laughs> Why? this is Matt Reeves with um um Gareth Evans as an executive producer. Bro. Oh come on man. Gareth Evans is is Manos Bread Dream. No, in my head, Matt Reeves is directing all our films though. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair. Now Banky, you said why for James. Can you imagine what James Gunn could do with Poison Ivy? I know. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like James Gunn was... James Gunn is better for you for your film than, than Nicky's film. Really? I feel nah. like Matt Reeves could pull it off. Like, we've seen the Planet of the Apes films. Like we've Yeah, seen... no, Matt Reeves can definitely do hers with the whole, can, like, apocalyptic fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely do it. 
So I guess it's my turn, right? Okay. So if you're on the verge of voting for me at this point, please stop listening and don't hear the plot of the film so it doesn't change your mind. Thank you. Um, okay. So I want to continue the detective feel that Matt Reeves has um, established in the first Batman. So, but also, as you guys know, I also want more Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne with, with a purpose. So... In what he thinks is a routine, like, child trafficking case, Batman stops some men that are trying to kidnap some kids and, like, traffic them. And these kids are all ranging from, like, 10 to, like, 17, 18. And they're all from, a, like, a nomadic performing community. So, like, this community goes up from state to state or city to city, just performing and everything. But they're also kind of, not recluses, but... I mean, if you've watched either Nightmare Alley or um, Nomadland, just find somewhere in between. Anyway, so... He's heard whispers about this through the criminal underground, and these people are targeting this kind of nomadic communities because those these guys will not are not taken seriously by the police. So, like, if they say my kid is missing, the police really don't care. One of these kids is DeGrayson. DeGrayson, like I said, he's seventeen. He was taken in his sleep. He's perform in this performing community. is quite a, um, acrobatic and performer. He goes back home to find out that his parents were killed in the attempt to take him. So. Um, and then Bruce Batman tries to offer some help. He obviously rejects that, and Bruce recognizes the same kind of like anger that he had in himself when he was Dick's age and younger. So he tries to keep an eye on him in whatever way Bruce can. Um, oh wow! I was I want to tell my story, and I realized Harvey Dent plays a role here. So forget about that. Um, but throughout his investigation, Batman finds out the rumors about the Court of Owls actually being a thing. And these guys have started in the event of obviously the flood and Batman coming out this Batman's he's done at least four years at this point. So the Court of Owls want to kind of regain dominance in the in Gotham. So they're kind of stepping out into the light, but not like say our face, but like they're being more exertive. Um at the same time, Thomas Elliott, an old childhood friend of Bruce, returns from Metropolis. He and Bruce meet and he talks about how he wants to help Gotham again and do, he's inspired, inspired by the works that Bruce has been doing. Again, remember, Bruce is now more hope than fear. So he's out in public doing philanthropic work. Thomas Elliot says he wants to do this. Bruce runs into Sena Cow at this kind of swanky gathering. Um, obviously, Sena doesn't know who he is. And then later, Batman like kind of interrogates Sena where she's back. And she's like that Thomas Elliot has, she kind of suspects him of being nefarious because there were rumors about him in Bloodhaven and things like that. She's followed him here. Bruce Batman doesn't believe he, believe her. He believes that she's come to rob him. Anyway, so the whole cat and bat and the cat continues. Obviously, like I said, Deathstroke is the primary soldier for the Court of Owls. Um, so there will be obviously some good hand-to-hand fights between him and Batman. I hope Imano stays through my movie to see that. Um, and then obviously through Batman's detective work, he eventually degrades long story short, degrades tries to get revenge on his own. Bruce brings him in because that has not working. He tries to mold him into the hope that he is. He doesn't want him to have that whole fear stage. Through his investigation, I realized that Thomas Elias is actually, if not, he doesn't know the extent of Thomas Elias' involvement, but he realizes that he's involved in the Court of Owls. He's been using that kind of, like his own personal wealth to fund the organization. And yeah, he's actually just kind of like 
a deranged person. Like he, like Bruce, he uses like his old rich, rich man playboy persona as a mask, but his own is like like it's a mask for like a deeply nefarious uh, personality, and it will obviously show Bruce being show Batman using the Bruce persona to kind of get into places that Batman can't get into. I eat cut of hours that socialite kind of scenario. It also shows Batman being more of a detective, and this time he'll actually be better. Saying that Kyle won't solve the crime, he would actually be Bruce this time. Banky, Banky, Banky. Yeah. In in your film, the Court of Owls don't know who Bruce Wayne don't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. No, they don't. The Court of Owls will know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. But they don't in my film. Okay, they don't yet. This is just the start. Okay, okay. Maybe they'll find out at the end. I don't know. I mean, Thomas will probably find out because oh, also yeah, like Thomas actually hates Bruce. Like he he just acts like he likes him. He actually hates him. He hates him. So he. Oh, I forgot to mention that there's, there are actually attacks on Bruce. I think I said it earlier, but there are attacks on Bruce Wayne as a person as well, not just like Batman, which is why he becomes like more inve- invested in the thing. And Selena, I don't want her to just be here just helping Bruce, which is why she comes into town with the intention of like taking down Thomas Elliott herself. And then so eventually when Bruce realizes that Thomas Elliott is actually not a good person, their parts come back together and they fight for the same good. Um... Yeah, so he gets to learn how to use his personal as Bruce Wayne to get into these kinds of circles, and then he becomes more of a detective as well. Um, Ibuka, talk to me about Man Bat and your your reasoning behind that. Okay, let me let me start. Okay, Bruce Wayne is no longer vengeance; he's now hope, right? Okay, and Hugo Strange is angry at that change. He feels that you know. Certain low lives and drug addicts are a waste of human intellect and potential. They can be used, you know, for experiments and whatever. Basically, he wants to further the human race, but he only wants to further those who want to be furthered. He believes, you know, drug addicts, homeless people, all those people, they're expendable to him. Okay, so he kidnaps these people off the streets. That's his own side quest. Now, in his day job, he is psychiatrist to Black Mask. This is him, you know, as a person, not with the black mask, you know. And then he, black mask, Bruce Wayne tries to, let's say Batman steps into the Bruce Wayne mask and tries to start going into the corporate world. And then him and black mask clash-ish. And he starts noticing one or two things here and there. And black mask's wealth and, you know, reputation, everything starts tanking let's say they start tanking and this he's angry because he's built himself up from nothing you know his parents ruined the family name before they died and then he finds out that the wayne's are the reason behind why his parents died and he what's it called he found the wayne's are the reason why his parents died they were all parts of some secret society which will come in my trilogy the part three of my film court of owls but yeah, they find out they're... <laughs> already my own. So wait, you're just making Thomas Wayne a worse person. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm making it that Bruce Wayne thinks his father's great and like it makes him very confident in his fight against Black Mask. And Black Mask doesn't figure out that it's, what's it called? The Waynes that did this until the later half of this film, let's say. So the first half is just Hugo Strange manipulating him while kidnapping people off the streets and him and Bruce Wayne clashing, you know, in the boardroom. And then Bruce Wayne keeps, Batman keeps trying to get to crime scenes, but there's a man bat getting there before him, killing people, 
killing people, you know, <laughs> destroy, <laughs> destroying their body. Man bat supremacy, guys. If we see man bat, oh, you guys are even lucky I didn't even say condiment, man. <laughs> condiment, condiment king. condiment king, condiment king, yeah. Oh, kite man. I had a draft that I had told kite Banky, man in it. Yeah, like last week, but I was this, I was this close to plastic, man. I'm gonna cast Grod into my story. Cast who? Grod. Gorilla Grod. Ah. Oh. It's like they fired my troops. they fired my troops. Basically, you know, Batman's Batman's reputation is getting finished. Like he spent maybe let's say the last two years building this whole persona. And mm-hmm. this man bats is killing people. Everyone thinks it's him. Because after all, it's a bat. And it runs like a man. It, you know, sounds like a bat. It's in the shadows. But he starts realizing he's late to everything. You know, he's not as quick as this man bat. And there's a couple great action sequences between him and man bat. There's great action sequences where he's trying to save someone that man bat is trying to kill. And he's like, what the fuck? He goes home confused every night. Like, what the fuck am I dealing with here, Alfred? Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, I thought I was scary this thing is whatever so later on in the film black mask is now fully villainous i don't know how he makes the leap sorry the second actor the film isn't clear in my head he makes the leap he becomes fully black mask and you know he's somehow lured bruce wayne or batman to somewhere where he's alone without any of his i haven't even spoken about his fucking allies so yeah while say, Bat- we're good on huntress i, I don't it's not, it's not frigid. I don't know what we can call this word. Right? <laughs> let's let's go back to this to the second half. So while Batman is you know trying to get there before Man Bat, he's starting to get some as Emmanuel puts it, random help that he can't like you know there's drops. There's so you're changing care your story packages. on the spot. I mean I know who you guys should not vote for. Sure. Nigga, I have the best story. I just personally feel like I have the best story. But yeah, like we've seen a, we've never seen a story like mine with Batman. That's all I'm saying. So maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> so he starts getting random drops, random drops, you know, random help. And this is from Oracle, you know, help with GPS. And the, the way she got her starts was hacking the police lines to find out if her dad would get home safe. So now she sends random information to Batman, oh. random information to the police lines, blah, blah, blah. And then we get to the climax of the film, basically. And then Hugo mm-hmm. Strange is giving his speech to a trap batman about how he's disappointed you know he used to bat- not a monologue yeah a monologue is mad mickelson it's mad to be fair, it's mad it's mad mickelson like give him all the monologues in the world it's mad mickelson <laughs> and then yeah. and then he'd be like oh i'm disappointed you know back two years ago whatever you know you seem to be on my side you used to beat the crap out of these guys and now i don't know you're helping them blah blah by the way, in all of this, Black Mask knows of the existence of Man Bats. You know, he 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 does it as something to torment Bruce Wayne because what's his name? Hugo Strange has you know told him that, not told him a secret identity basically, but Hugo Strange knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but he's made it in a way that Black Mask believes that he believes that. The Batman's real identity is someone he would want to hurt. Let's just say Hugo Strange is manipulating him like that. So at the climax, mm-hmm. Hugo Strange then tells Batman this thing is disappointed, blah, blah, Batman needs to be on his side. And then he unmasks Batman and Batman is there naked without his mask. And we see Batman afraid because Hugo Strange has, let's say, dozens of these failed bats 
experiments and all of them are ugly and misshapen in different ways and i don't even know i don't even want to like the final action sequence in my head is just batman against a bunch of man bats and huntress helping him i don't know how they get there so what we're doing just batman versus cgi animal yes have you have we ever seen that <laughs> mindless minions no 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 they're not they're not they're not minions uh, they're scary they're way scarier than minions and the fight takes a lot minions the can fight be scary. i'm not talking about the yellow minions bro <laughs> no but i'm saying like which minions are scary is it bane's minions from dark knight rises bane was a minion in that movie period so yeah the the big the big set piece the final set piece is batman and huntress tag teaming a bunch of men bats or man bats and then black mask Somehow, somehow, whatever passes away, and Hugo Strange goes. Hugo Strange lives, but then he goes to the secret shadow organization and bows down and says something about they wouldn't listen. Like now we have to do it your way, or we'll do it the old way, or we'll use the old ways. You know, you're you're. Did you watch Gotham, Ibuka? No, I haven't seen Gotham. There's a season of Gotham that's literally this. Hugo Strange was working for the Court of Owls and he was just making monsters for them. Those See, monsters were like the villains of the week. Look, I'm telling you that they should... I need a job in Hollywood, bro. Bro, they cancelled <laughs> canceled that shit. <laughs> but I was going to say there's a missed opportunity with you if you're using Huntress. Go for it. Because Huntress always has ties to the gangs and mobs and stuff. So for you to have Black Master and Huntress in the oh, movie, yeah. there's no connection. It sounds like he's schooling you. No, he is schooling me. But that's he's just so giving me down, more points boy. for my movie. Pe- people are going to be like, you know what? If we fleshed out this guy's idea, there's a decent film. So thanks, Emmanuel. I regret you not using a Huntress now. I should have used her. Why did I give you the idea? <laughs> Huntress. I don't know why you give him Huntress. I, I, I don't Huntress, agree with that. But now I want her. You should have given him Huntress. Now I'm starting to think of my plot. Okay. You know what, you guys? I think I think there's a good point to to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Banky, by the way. Banky, Banky, Banky. Yeah. You know how I was saying, like, I don't remember where I saw the psychologist thing. I just It just clicked in my head what was in my head when I was creating this one. It's Nightmare Alley. Okay. That makes sense. Oh. That makes sense. Um, I feel like my Batman's going to die. Eh? <laughs> I feel like my Batman will die. <laughs> now I'm looking Lady Shiva, Poison Ivy. Mm. Thanks for reminding me, yeah. First of all, I didn't even get to do my death. One one night, Batman is actually scared of man bats. I don't know, for some reason. Maybe he sees the real face and he's really spooked out because he sees that it's not a man. So he's running to the Batcave and man bat follows him, but he doesn't know. And then Alfred comes out to greet him with tea and whatever. And there's a jump scare where Mambat just rips Alfred's head off from behind. I'm, You've destroyed I'm, So this Batman is running away. Like, I'm and also sorry, that... someone is following okay. him. In Bass's back, he's following him. No, come on. He should just, he should just resign. Him, he should retire. <laughs> like, have, you guys, have you guys seen Peacemaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone has seen Peacemaker. No, the, the, the cow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every time it says Mambat, I don't know why. The cow... <laughs> That's the face you think of. It's coming into my head like a smaller one. Oh, you've destroyed Pattinson. Not only is he running away, he also doesn't know someone is. And then he he just contributes to Alfred's death. Hasn't Alfred suffered enough? (laughs) Alfred will put a letter bomb, man. A batch of moves. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, you guys, this was very fun. Thank you for doing this with me. 
so stressful. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's a stupid idea. Please, if you're still listening to this, please go vote on our Twitter. You guys, you know, like, on Twitter, it tells you how people have voted. So, like, we can't be embarrassed on the streets. Please just go and vote. I actually love this thing. I just wish I actually could have used my time to think of my plot better. <laughs> well... Um, at least you don't. At least you don't have man bad, so that's that's fine. Wait, wait. I, you that's know I don't understand this man bad hates. You know, like are you actually trolling? Or do you actually not think man bad could work in Matt Reeves' universe? I just don't know, man. I just I just don't know. It's in just... fact, I'm gonna cast William Dafoe as man bad. Bro, what's that? That's so rude, Ifka. What? That's so rude. Is, uh, is he is in prosthetics or? Yeah, prosthetics. He has. He's very expressive with his face. I'm having him as man bad. Um. Okay. Guys, let's leave here. Um, yeah, so, guys, come back whenever you want. I really hope you've enjoyed this as much as we've enjoyed doing it. Um, like I said, there's a bunch of episodes in our backlog on our feed if you want to go listen to those. But, yeah, in a week, we are now going to be talking about the Oscars live after. We're going to record at 5 a.m. because we are stupid and we don't know why we do that. And we're going to have that out for you guys about the Oscars reaction. Then after the Oscars, we're going to talk about, like, Moon Knight and Atlanta and Barry and Better Call Saul and any other show that I feel like we want to discuss. So I really hope you guys come back to the podcast. And thank you to our guest, Emmanuel, and making her debut, Nikki. Thank you. Quick, R.I.P. R.I.P. William Hurt. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, William Hurt. That, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you to you guys for coming on. Thank you for engaging this stupid idea with me and, like, Honestly, I feel like this team, these movies are better than I thought they were going to be. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you're listening on an app that allows you to. Please share it with your friends. I don't know. We're just trying to get out of the hood. So, yes, join us again next week when we'll be joined by Oscar winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys.